when I, I I forgot to do it, but what I had really wanted to start this episode with was this with um so be prepared for the coup of the century. Be no. prepared for the murkiest sky. Meticulous planning, tenacity spanning, decades of denial is simply why I'll be king undisputed, respected, saluted, and seen for the wonder I am. That's my team. <laughs> because that remake didn't do it the way I wanted it to, but we'll talk about all that in a second. Yeah, that, that should have came a holiday too, bro, Brandon. <laughs> they should have that stuff. Listen, Jer- Jeremy, we'll talk about it. Jeremy Irons didn't sing that shit. So they could have found a singing girls for Chew Tail too. Hold up. Okay. I'm glad you said something because, okay, I- I- I'll-, I'll wait till we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Why don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast or at our website, SSMPodcast.com. Now we're going to talk about The Lion King. So the way that I want to do this is first, we will start with... I mean, are spoilers even adequate for The Lion King? It's one of the most popular movies oh. of all time. Mufasa dies in the third right. reel. <laughs> so, okay, we got out of the way. Good. All right. Um, so what I want to do, because we're going to talk about both movies. Uh, and I'll talk about, of course, the history of like the first one, because it literally changed the uh, landscape of animation cinema at first for the good and then for the bad. Uh, it was ba- mm-hmm. basically, I, I told Stephanie before we started recording, it was the best and worst thing to happen to animation at the time. Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to hear your take on that because um... Hi everybody, Brandon from the future jumping in. To the podcast right quick. Ran it from like the future of like 30 minutes after we finished recording. Um, I thought I put this here just in case you're a person who's never seen The Lion King or never heard of The Lion King before. Um, that is a brief synopsis, I guess. Um, this spoiler heavy because it's The Lion King. I mean, frankly, you should have heard about it if you're old enough to listen to this podcast. It's just a pop culture thing in general. But yeah, so The Lion King is a story of a young cub named Simba, who is a lion who is the prince of the Pride Lands. The king of the Pride Lands, his father Mufasa, is trying to educate his son what it would be like to be king, while Mufasa's jealous brother, Scar, who's been basically sort of kind of, he's not part of the pride, but he's not not part of the pride. He's sort of kind of an outcast because a pride of lions can only have one male lion. You know, a lot of women lions who um, he's the father of their kids, so not lions. Kind of like 
favorite sister. Um, Scar wants to take wants to take over the throne, and to do so, he needs to kill Mufasa and Simba. And so he joins forces with a band of hyenas to stage a wildebeest stampede, where he intends to have Simba trampled and Mufasa killed. He ends up killing Mufasa himself by throwing him off the ledge, off of a ledge. And he um, tells Simba to run away and never return. He sends the hyenas to go after to kill him, but the hyenas don't do that, is let Simba run away. He runs away to the jungle because they live in the savannah. Um, Pride Rock is in the middle of the savannah out in the open. Simba runs away to the jungle where he meets Timon and Pumbaa, where he stays until he uh, reaches adult, young adult lionhood. Because they, 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 because they teach him a phrase, Akuna Matata, which means no worries. And so, you know, like he sort of kind of becomes a slacker, I guess you could say. And then Nala, his childhood friend, comes looking for him out in the jungle because she needs help because Scar has taken over the Pride Lands. He's let the hyenas um, come over and overhunt and kill all the food. We'll kill all the, the livestock, I guess, the prey. And there's nothing left for anybody to eat. Uh, Simba won't go until Rafiki, the shaman of the Pride Lands, comes to see him and shows him, uh, I guess you could say, a astral projection of his father in the clouds, where Mufasa tells Simba from, I guess, the other side, Child of the guys too, that he, to remember who he is, that he is, you are my son, and one true king, James Earl Jones. And Simba goes back to the Pride Lands. He defeat. He confronts Scar, who Scar has told everybody that that Simba is responsible for killing Mufasa. And Simba forces tr- the truth out of Scar. There's a battle. Scar loses. The hyenas eat Scar because when he was about to be um, beat up by Simba, he was like, no, it was the hyenas. It was their idea all the time. And so Scar is dead. The hyenas leave the Pride Lands. The one true king returns. The Pride Lands are back to being green again and like not overrun and not looking like um, a hellscape. And Simba and Nala are king and queen. And Simba and Nala have a kid. We learn in the sequel that the kid is a little girl. And that's the end of Lion King 1. I did, we did forget to mention that there were two directed video sequels. Neither of which I saw because I avoided those like the plague, except for Return of Jafar. It's the only one I think I've seen. Um, there was The Lion King 2, where Simba's daughter and Scar's son uh, become basically, I guess, like, I think they become like boyfriend and girlfriend and grow up together, like Simba and Nala did. And it's a whole thing because he's Scar's son and she's Simba's daughter. And it's a whole, it's whole to do. And The Lion King one and a half, which is basically The Lion King one story, but told from the opposite perspective of Timon and Pumbaa, they are the leads of that story and it's told from their perspective. We meet more of Timon's family and all that kind of stuff. So, and there, of course, was the Timon and Pumbaa TV show back in the 1990s, like the animated cartoon show that was on CBS and then later on um, Disney Channel. And the current Disney Channel show, The Lion Guard, which is on Disney Channel, which I just said that. And the current Disney Channel show, The Lion Guard, which the kids are apparently watching nowadays. Haven't seen it. I have just know it exists. I've seen little ads and things for it. So that's The Lion King in a nutshell.
So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around the room, tell me about the first time you saw The Lion King, tell me about the time when you saw this new remake that John Favreau did, and give me a letter grade for each if they are not the same letter grade. I will start with Stephanie. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So you talking about you want me to talk about the first time I saw the first Lion King? Yes. Okay. So I was super excited about the first Lion King. So my I literally begged my mother to take me to go see it. And it was as good as I thought it was gonna be. I fell in love with the music. It made me fall in love more with Elton John. Mind you, I was 12 years old. And I was like, oh my gosh, Elton John is like the best thing ever. I watched all like the little, you know, snippets about it. Mind you, it's not as big. The snippets weren't as big as it is now. It sounded like you saw it on like MTV and maybe VH1. But we didn't have a special report on 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like it wasn't, you didn't have as much um, access to behind the scenes as you would now if it came out today. So I've, I have been in love with The Lion King since I was a kid. And so when I heard they were doing a live action, I was like, ooh, this is going to be good. I saw that Jon Favreau was doing it. I was like, oh, this is... Since he did The Jungle Book, I was like, I think it's going to be good. Because one, the and I'm going to say this, and it's going to stay this way, out of all of the live actions, quote unquote, that have come out from Disney, The Jungle Book is literally the best one. Absolutely. Well, it's literally Some the best say one. Pete Dragon, but I have not seen Pete Dragon, so I can't tell you. Yeah, no, I can't tell you that. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, second, <laughs> I don't even remember the like the first Pete Dragon. I'm like, and I don't know if that even counts because it was half live action and half the cartoon dragon anyway. So I'm like, that's true. That is true. I don't know if that counts, but the, I think the second is Maleficent only because they literally took a different turn, and um, I love the new hashtags. King Stefan is trash. I loved every minute of that. It's like, yeah, that's right. King Stephanie is trash. So we love it. Um, I enjoyed the live action only because I was like, these are real. I'm like, hey, we need them to look like real animals. And so with the first Lion King, the cartoon, of course, so, is like so a... really quickly, okay. uh-huh. I do want to point out mm-hmm. the new Lion King, mm-hmm. 100% CGI. Not like that. So, so <laughs> wait. So it's the Jungle Book, but we gonna keep going. But they had a real kid. <laughs> um. Okay. One real kid. <laughs> um. All right. I want. I want. I want it to be. I want the the the, the real bomb to be that the kid wasn't real after all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. So don't do this. Okay. Anyway, Brandon. Ugh. Anyway. Sorry. I, like, as a person who works in animation and special effects and stuff, it's like, people like Brandon. <laughs> that, that's fine. I, I get it. I get it. Anyway. Anywho, the first Lion King, of course, is a 10 out of 10. The new Lion King, oh, wait, I'm giving a letter grade. Letter grade for the first Lion King is an A. The CGI slash live action slash they it looks like real grass to me. Um, I would give a B. All right. Okay. Um, Jameson. All right. So the OG Lion King. Didn't see it at the movies. I saw it on video. Um, 
I forget what how old I was when I saw it, but I you know I like I think I was probably like probably eleven. Uh, 10, 11. Um, I love the OG. You know what I mean, I, it was probably at the time I saw it, it was my favorite Disney uh, film. Uh, period. So um, I'll give that. I had to give it a. I give it like an A plus. You know what I'm saying? Um, the new one. That shit is like a man. I give it like a D. I give it like a C minus. I mean, it was. It's not. It's not super trash, but I don't know, man. I got. I got problems with it. But um, yeah, the old the old one, you know what I mean? I mean, it's iconic songs and everything like that. But the new one is kind of like it's kind of like when somebody like, you know, when people do part twos or albums, like how yeah. Fat Joe did Jonas One's MV Two, and that's probably not even a good example because that album was actually not even that bad. But when people do sequels or albums and they're not even close to the original, this is kind of what this felt like. Um, they tried to do it was basically the same damn movie, man. With, with, with special effects, the, the animation looked trash. Um, when they started moving, the textures looked really good. It, it seems like they des- they made the movie for screenshots. Like if you do a screenshot of it, the shit looks amazing. But then when you see, when you watch it and see them moving around and see the mouth in particular, it just bothered me. Like the way the mouth was moving, and um, and Pride Rock looked like a shithole. Like Pride Rock looked like a straight shithole. Like. I'm like, damn, this is what y'all fighting over. You might as well took your ass on to the jungle and shit, man, with with with, uh, with, with the pig and them. Not the jungle. Yeah, you might as well went to the jungle. That shit look way fucking cooler, man. Pride Rock ain't had no damn grass. But nobody had no grass, one no trees nowhere. It's like, damn. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, man. That shit, I ain't like it, man. I, I'll give it like a C. I'll be a nice. I'll give it a C minus, you know what I'm saying? But really, it's probably more like a... Yeah, I say a C minus, man. All right. Um, so I give it a C. Um, <laughs> right. I just want to call you. Yeah. yeah. Well, the so, first yeah, first, just... because this is one of the first animated films you saw oh. in the theater. Yes. So um, this is because I, I I had already I had to ask you after the movie like what was the the chronological order of Disney movies and you told me Little Mermaid, then Beauty Aladdin. And the then Aladdin. Okay, so, then Aladdin. All right, so Little Mermaid, then Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. then Aladdin, yep. then Lion King. Yeah, so what? I also told you because y'all's theater was built in 93, right, when Jurassic Park came out. So they might have reissued the things out of order for y'all down the aisle. No, because I hadn't seen, I haven't, I saw Aladdin in theaters. Okay. I also saw, and I saw Lion King in theaters, but I did not see, Beauty or I did not Mermaid. see Beauty and the Beast okay. or Little Mermaid. Um, so yeah, I saw Lion King in the theaters. I thought it was really cool because uh, I was a child. I remember being in complete awe and frightened out of my mind when this the sun started rising above the horizon, very first shot, because I wasn't expecting that man to, to yell. <laughs> like that was that was that was a really big shock. I, I didn't expect him to 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 be that loud. Um, but it was such a really iconic um, first opening scene sort of sequence for a movie to me because I am a, at the time I was a child. And so this is a big deal to see, to see an animated movie so, um, so much care um, um, taken to, it, it just looked, it looked different from the other things that I would consider cartoons at the time. And so I, I, you know, I was, you know, I was a child. I was in awe of everything, and so I, I really, I really liked it. 
Um, this movie, um, out of the the um, Disney remakes that I have seen so far, this movie felt the most cash grabby yeah, of definitely. all of them. It mm-hmm. felt it felt like like the this <laughs> the effort that was put into making um, either scenes either iconic of or compared to the um, others or the effort that was made into maybe sort of not not going in a different direction but like adding a touch of something just a little bit different maybe to you know to improve on something that I was that was already there or to to basically uh, approach something from a different way to give you a different perspective and make you go oh interesting so the the story could have worked this way as well they it there was a lack in my opinion of of passion that really it really felt like as if this was just one of those things where somebody just said hey um bang this movie out real quick mm-hmm. so we can get this money that's that's what it felt um i will tell you what i did like um i really liked the voice actors the voice acting of john oliver for zazu i really liked Timon and Pumbaa's voice acting. Um, uh, let me see. Um, also, the, the the head hyena. I really liked her um, voice acting as well. That's that was Florence really nice. Kasumba who plays Move or You Will Be Moved from Civil War. Oh, you will be moved. Yes. Oh, that's her? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yo, she was dope as hell. And I was pissed off because she she wasn't in the Black Panther and none of that shit. Like, she, she was just in that part. She was yeah. She was bare. She's not in Black Panther a lot. She's, she's there, but yeah, she's not. not she's, there. she's there, but not. Yeah, she's I don't there. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's definitely there. Okay. Yeah, she's definitely there. Um, she was gangster, she even, man. I fuck with her, man. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah, I just I was not. I didn't expect to be impressed or blown away because again, this is a recreation of a Disney movie, and there's no way, no matter what Disney could have done, they will never recreate how I felt as a child. Agreed. It will never happen. Agreed. That's just so if it's unrealistic for me to think to walk into this movie and think that I was going to be at all in like super impressed or blown away. Um, with that said, um, you know, the movie is it exists, and also I had an opportunity to talk with a few people after the movie, like friends of mine who've seen it, and they talked about the children that they were with, and the children really appreciated this, they, they really liked it, they laughed at where. You'd think that children would laugh. And so it kind of softened what I thought about the movie at first, coming from a, um, you know, a, a trying to be unbiased and critical. Because I feel like as if there's something to be said about children's opinions about movies that are made partially for them. And I think if, if they walked out of it happy with smiles on their face, yeah. I cannot, I cannot. You know, I, I cannot, um, I have to account for that in, in, in my review, you know? So, so yeah, I still get this movie a C. Um, I'm not, I'm not as irritated as I was when I sat there um, because I think I had quite an interesting experience in the theater. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will, I will, I will transition over to Brandon, who will now expound upon the yeah, experience that he had that. in the theater. Yeah, so 
Um, starting with the original Lion King. Um, so the Disney movies, for whatever reason, we didn't see Aladdin in the theater. So I first saw it on home video. And if you watch Aladdin, I think it was Aladdin. Might have been one of the other ones, like Fox and Hound or whatever. But there, one of these had the trailer for The Lion King on the VHS before you mm-hmm. played the movie. And it's literally just a circle of life sequence by itself. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like that, that's, oh, that was yo, their I gotta first add, trailer. I got to add, I just looked it up. I didn't realize, damn, Lion King came out in 94? Yeah, on yep. June the 27th, 1994. Shit. Yo, I was like, I was fucking, you said June, so in June 94, I was fucking uh, 12. I was th- 13. So was I. I was 13. I was 13. I turned See, 13 I was... that August. And it was like, oof. I turned wow. 12, like, within a, a very short period of time after the first time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I remember seeing the trailer and, and like being like, this is interesting. It's kind of like Bambi, I guess it's going to be. We saw yeah. it, so... Me and my sister saw it in the theater. My mother dropped us off, and she went to go three doors down to Burns & Co. Factory. But she wasn't going to sit through that ah. shit. <laughs> um, really, the movie really impressed me. Like, because, like, at that time, it was probably, like, one of the more the best-looking animated 2D oh, movies yeah. that had ever existed. Definitely. Like, my... And, um, of course, certainly one of the more dramatic ones. When... Mufasa dies. I did cry. My little sister did judge me for crying. <laughs> and I, I didn't like ball, but I sort of kind of a little bit. And she looked over like, are you crying? <laughs> you said it though, Our you had dad it died. What do you mean our dad died? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but yeah. Our father has died. <laughs> but yeah, uh. like, and so, of course, you know, like, Definitely got it on video and watched it a whole bunch of times and, you know, could pretty much yeah. recall it shot for shot. I mean, you look back at it, the mm-hmm. first half of The Lion King is a perfect film. Do, 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 do. Right up until Hakuna Matata is over. Do, 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 do. And Matthew Broderick jumps into the movie as the voice of adult self and is like, woo, boy. <laughs> That's funny, man. I totally forgot. I totally missed it. He was um, one of the Yeah, we'll talk about the voice cast because it was the first Disney movie that had, like, every voice was a celebrity. Of oh, that's, what, that's what you were saying. That's why we fucked it all up. That's what messed the game up. Yeah, that's one thing. <laughs> that's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um, like, the, the, the first half, really good. The second half, it's fine, that's I okay. guess. Um, right. Like, it sort of kind of drags in places in the second half. Right? But, like, it's it's fine. Like overall, it's like it's an A minus. A minus is like I think like the right score to give it. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about how it basically like like I was saying changed animation forever in a multitude of ways. Certainly changed Disney forever. The remake that just that we just saw this morning. Um. So. I had been warned by the reviews that it was shot for shot remake. Well, they said scene for scene. And I thought, but someone said shot for shot. When they said that, I thought, well, maybe they don't remember the original. No, and maybe they're, be, they're, maybe they're exaggerating. Oh, no, they were dead serious. And because I got a picture of The ass. Circle of Life part, the part that was the original trailer, is shot for shot. Shot for shot. Like frame for frame, animal for animal, the exact same picture. Yeah. I Wait, you walked out of Dark Phoenix. I became physically ill. <laughs> I was that upset. 
<laughs> I, I, I got up and walked out. Uh, <laughs> oh. For some reason, I don't remember I went back in. I, I walked out of Dark Phoenix a couple of months ago. I think I may have remembered that. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, that is... Remember when I... Remember when... Um, Storm was fighting um the thing and, and, and it shot her lightning back at her and I I got up and just waved my hands like a muppet and just just left the theater. I remember feel that like I went out to the attendant and told him how awful the movie was to me and I was like, what is going on here? And I went back in five minutes later. Yes, you were there. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, so I watched it and the first half of this remake I hated. Entirely because it's the exact same movie done not like not not as good like a high school musical production of like a Broadway classic like they're doing like uh, that's, that's a good like Guys and Dolls or Bye Bye Birdie or like The Sound of Music and like the kids are squeaking and squawking and the orchestra players are like a beat behind or whatever the but there's always in a high school musical like the one or two kids who can actually sing the part who maybe they'll go on to be famous one day. And the Lion King remake does Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa. As soon as they popped up, they're doing like their own ad libs and whatever. And whatever. They, they felt it's like they were trying their best to drag this movie to freedom. They were. They almost <laughs> did it. They almost did it. They almost did it. Um, but otherwise, I just. Uh, but like, I do realize that it's important when you're rating a movie to judge the movie they made, not the one you wish they had made. So if they were setting out to make a shot-by-shot remake of The Lion King with two extra scenes added so that Donald Glover and Beyonce, which we'll talk about Beyonce, um, got more to do. Okay, wait a minute. So who is, <laughs> so who is Donald Glover? Which, who is adult Donald Simba. Glover? He's adult Simba. He's adult Simba. Yes. Yep. Doing uh, his very best Matthew Broderick impersonation, which pissed me off. Yeah. I thought he was very childish Gambino. <laughs> I thought he was going to break out into Redbone, honestly. I'm being dead serious. His singing was great, but his acting, like, it was, oh, was way too close to the original. Yeah. In ways that he doesn't naturally act in anything else he does. No. Nah. Um, and, well, I'll, I'll just say it now. Beehive, y'all can send all the, the Wasp and the, um, the Bumblebees and oh, everything. Um, Beyonce... I, I like Beyonce and Cadillac Records. I thought she was excellent at it. So she's capable of good acting. I don't know what happened in The Lion King, but I did not enjoy her performance as adult Nala at all. As a matter of fact, um, when she spoke her first line, which is, Zazu, what's happened? I may or may not have fell out of my chair laughing. <laughs> you what? <laughs> Something about the cognitive dissonance of hearing Beyonce super famous Beyonce's voice coming out of a cartoon lion might mm-hmm. have triggered a, like, a, a humorous response. So, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a comment to make on Beyonce. Picture. Like, 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 every time she spoke, I'm just... <laughs> you know what, though? I, you know, honestly, bro, I didn't, I didn't really mind Beyonce in this shit. Like, I, I feel like she wasn't really that big of uh, the problem. I mean, there's way more, there's way bigger problems than her. Yeah, it's big, it's bigger it's, problems. For sure. I mean, the biggest... Well, really quickly, maybe, maybe, so the other grade I would give, if you have never seen The Lion King, if you were like a five-year-old child who's never seen the original Lion King, and for a reason, because your parents are trash, you won't, B minus, C plus, like, like, like the other Disney remakes. If you have seen The Lion King or you have access to the original, uh, C, C minus, C minus at best. C minus is, 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 is being 
frankly generous. Like my enjoyment level was way below that, but like I'm trying to judge the movie for what it actually is and not I mean, it made me physically ill the first two minutes. <laughs> like, my stomach just cramped up like 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 I was like 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 I was getting bad news like 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 it just it was like it was that bad. Yeah, it was it was pretty. Bad. And then like a lot of the rest of it is so it's like it's not as close, but it's so close that it's like just like not it's so close and not as good. Yeah. Because they, like they refuse to let the animals have any sort of except for Timon and Pumbaa, they refuse to let them have any sort of caricature to them, any sort of like human emotion. Basically, like there's a little bit of it here and there, like a little peak. Like me, like, I mean, you might see. Little Simba smile a little bit or whatever like that. It's there here and because they're trying so hard to be realistic and do like some like some babe and some babe and pig in the city shit. Mm-hmm. But the, for this story, it doesn't work as well. Like, I mean, like if you've never seen the original, maybe you can get some enjoyment out of this, perhaps. But the original, there's so much of it is about the emotion of the piece, about seeing the characters laugh and cry. And 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 gr- gr- and growl their teeth and everything. Like so much of it is that important to like the impact of the story. So, okay. And you can do that in CGI. They've done it with uh, realistic animal characters. They just didn't do it here. So can I just say, as somebody who and The Lion King really is my favorite Disney movie. When it comes to The Lion King, for me, it's not. Any of that. It really, really is the music. Yeah. It's like I don't I don't care about a lion smiling. I don't care about um the growling because I know it's a cartoon and I'm like, yeah, but for me it was the music. Yeah, for the, music the original was, yeah. Lion King. Okay, we'll we'll get uh well I'll get to the music yeah. too. Um. So <laughs> for my and I guess for me, I I don't know, it was mostly because I just really enjoyed the like the new jungle book. That's, I guess that's the mind frame that I took with this because I'm like, there's no way that they're going to create, recreate the cartoon. I'm like, so there's, there's no way for me to go, okay, they they didn't like, Simba didn't pounce on Zazu and then the background changed colors. I'm like, I don't need any of that because I know that's a cartoon. <laughs> so that's one thing about this remake that, like, so it's, they're trying so hard for realism that the musical numbers are so, they're basically animals walking around. Yeah, in circles, literally. more or less. Like the one that's actually staged the best is the is the throwaway of the lion. Sleep, the lion sleeps. Ah, the lion sleeps tonight. Mm-hmm. That's the one that works the best choreography wise with the animals. Because with the I just can't wait to be king. They don't do the whole thing where it goes into a fantasy color realm. Yeah. with that with that jump. Like they don't do any of that because they're going for realism. But even with the animals, they do have this just sort of kind of they're just tracking Simba and Nala running around through animals. And um, I've got, uh, I was going to mention, J.D. McCrary, um, Darius McCrary's second cousin from Family Matters. Oh, how nice. Um, Because the whole family sings. The whole family sings, everybody. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, yeah, that's serious. The whole family sings. (laughs) Like, that's really his cousin? That's really his cousin? It might be his, I mean, there are relations. I had to double check. Like, I believe they're second cousins. I'll go check it right now. That's some crazy Um, I'm going to need for you to not lie to Jason. (laughs) I know, I'm gonna pay you. You being for real, man? You trolling, man? No, I'm. I'm being for real. They are. <laughs> okay. They are related to each other. All I right. need to, to double check, make sure that they're. They are 
Well, yo, speaking of Darius McCrary, yo, he was like low key one of the best Ali's of all time, and people don't be uh, realizing it was a TV movie, right? No, nah, it was Ali. Uh, yeah, I guess technically it was. It was HBO, but you know. yeah, yeah, he was. He was Ali on the uh, on the um, the Don King uh, movie, Made in uh, Made in America. Was it Made in America? Yeah, Made in America. Yeah, he his Ali was better than Will Smith's. I said it. I mean, it's not hard to do. Uh, but yeah, all right, all I, right. I, I felt like he oversang and underacted, mm. but like because, like you know, of course, in the original, you have John Taylor Thomas doing the acting of Young Simba, and you have Jason Weaver doing the singing. But they were Jason separately. Weaver. Yeah, Jason Weaver. Shout out to Jason Weaver. Yeah, man. Apparently, Elton John came to the set of the Jacksons uh, miniseries. Dope. And that's where he got cast. <laughs> man, that's cool as shit, man. <laughs> that's dope as hell, man. Wow. Yeah, that's Jackson's miniseries, boy. That shit is classic, man. I watch that shit. If it come on TV, I'm going to watch it, dog. The whole thing. Right. I can't look now. I swear, I know I know they're they're related somehow. Because, like, man, one or the other said so. Okay. But I can't find it right now. Um, Somebody will... Call me up and tell me what the deal is. So that's Eddie Wynn's little cousin. What I saw. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what was I gonna say? Yeah, so JD McCurry o- oversaying underacted, because like he's trying to do runs and shit like 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 kid. Like, calm it down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I think Seth Rogan even said so. He may even ad lib at one point. It was like, yeah, he's doing the runs. Yeah, yeah, Donald Glover was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah Donald Glover was fine. <laughs> the acting was sort of kind of it, it sort of kind of just yeah. sat there, but Adult Simba's kind of a slog of a character anyway, and they didn't try to rewrite him very well. So, mm-hmm. um, Beyonce, I, I already said I talked about Beyonce, like I didn't mm-hmm. really care for her performance at all. Um, James Earl Jones mm-hmm. did not care for his, his performance either. And the thing mm-hmm. is, he almost has the exact same lines from 1994. Yeah, they could have just. Taking some alternate takes from the recording sessions from back then, slid them into the mix, we would have known the difference. That would have been better than what we got because he just sounds... Listen, that man is 88 years old, but he does not have the same... I mean, he won't. It's been 25 years. He doesn't the have the same bravado and impact that he had when he recorded the original. He just doesn't. Oh, and, sidebar, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Darius is his cousin. Okay. First cousin. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. He said that he told Richard Lawson that um, Darius McCurry is his big cousin. Okay. Oh, so, so probably, he's probably like, he's probably, Darius is probably, like, what is it, first cousin removed? Probably, probably yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It does some, boy. Six degrees of motherfucking uh, nigga, nigga cinema. This is crazy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, what was I gonna say? I was talking about Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen. Um, you're talking about uh, James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones, but yeah, like, and also we'll get to it. But they take the three most important scenes to me in the movie like, hmm. well, well, they, the circle of life opening shot is uh, by shots, except for the most important shot, which is of Zazu flying across the savannah to the Pride Rock, and it's all one, one continuous shot. He lands on the rock, right? In the animated version. That shot is fucking hard to do, but they did it. And CGI would be so easy, but they do not do it. And I'm shocked. Like, they don't do it the, they don't do it the way, in a good way, I guess is what to say. Yeah. 
Um, second one, the stampede. It's not the, the not how it's directed, really, so much. It's the score. So Hans Zimmer gets credit for doing the score. He didn't do anything. He, he it's all the same cues. Yeah, it kind of he was. probably didn't even show up. <laughs> he probably, probably didn't. Just, the orchestrators just did it all themselves. It's the but he's still cue. getting that check. Yeah, that check that boy. And whoever did the orchestration or the arrangement did not shift the. Like the the like the musical like like the the movements to match what the new edit is like. They're playing the exact yeah. same no, score, yeah. the exact same way without adding in a, a measure here or taking away a right. measure there to yeah. match how they change how the action unfolds. So it like where, you don't add the suspense. It's not the same suspense level. Right, because the music you see the original the the score is so suspenseful because it's hitting every yeah. single last piece of the action. But in this one, it's just like playing in the background like a record somewhere. Yeah. Like, ugh, I didn't like that at all. Um, what else was I going to... She would tell Edgy a four. So who was he? Was he the... He's Scar. He was Scar. He was Scar. I thought his voice sounded familiar. Okay. He's doing his best Jeremy Irons impersonation. He damn sure I didn't was. get that, though. Which... Is that how he naturally sounds? Because, like... That is how he naturally sounds. Okay, so they just sound alike then. I guess British people just, that's the British sound. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah he so just I'll, sounds that way. I'll take that away from him, but like, you know, he doesn't sing. Jeremy Irons can't sing either. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did. They decided this time, I guess, not to even bother giving him the song. Uh, be prepared. He, so... he, he talks through a little bit of it, and a singing ghost comes in and does like two bars for him, and that's it. <laughs> so can I, can, okay, can I have a sidebar about this? Go ahead. I actually like this better, and I'm going to say... Really? I'm going to... Let me explain why. So... <laughs> you so, like the film better, or you like the... No, like I like the, the take on Be Prepared better, and I'm going to okay. tell you why. So, in the in the cartoon, it made it seem like they had this grand scheme going on for a very, very long time, and for some odd reasons, hyenas just trusted lions. But in this movie, they're like, hyenas and lions don't like each other. So... Right. Their take on Scar is like, why would they trust him? Because at first, when they saw him, they said, Mufasa? Mm-hmm. They, they didn't they, have they, a relationship. They don't even know, know the difference. Right. They don't really know him. So the Be Prepared sounds, uh, for me, I like that take better because it makes a little bit more sense as an adult. You're like, wait a minute, if hyenas and lions don't like each other, why would y'all just trust his ass? Well, it seemed like, and then like, well, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. So then when they ate him, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. They're like, we didn't trust your ass in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like in the original, it made it seem more like he's such an outcast that he hangs out with the hyenas who are... You know, exactly. Low society yeah. um, rejects of, like, sort of kind of, like, of the, I guess, the ecosystem. Yeah, like, and Shinzi's a lot more terrorizing in this. Yeah. Like, she scared the shit out of me. It's like, okay, you are a real hyena. Okay. She was pretty scared. Yeah. Like, like it's not that the original doesn't make sense to me. It's just that, like, this is just a different take, really. Like, it made sense in the original that he, oh, it, yeah. he's so a bunch of an outcast that he just hangs out with the hyenas because, no, you know, he has nobody else to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And because he is still alive and is still sort of threatening to him, he sort of kind of lords over them in a certain sort of fashion. Yeah. And they only <laughs> attack him because, you know, like, he betrays them and they, you know, they show that head. They have the numbers themselves. Mm-hmm. I like this take um, more. I agree, Stephanie. I like this take more, um, but for different reasons. Because I just, I just like it's it's more true to life, in my opinion. Like, yeah, lions do not, <laughs> lions yeah. do not fuck with with hyenas. And the, the the funny thing is, 
is that I remember as a kid, I always thought to myself, oh, but he's so big and heightens are small, whatever. But but mm-hmm. after like growing up and being the nerdy kid who would watch animal um, mm-hmm. documentaries, mm-hmm. Um, hyenas, they will really fuck up a lion. <laughs> they yeah. will. They have, they have no, hyenas is one of those animals. They don't give a single, <laughs> yeah. trust me. Right? Yes, they they will attack. Were, I thought hyenas were, I thought they were, um, they, they like. Cowardly? Right. They, well, they were scared. I thought they were more scavenging. Like I am, you know what I mean? Like I, that's that's the impression. So, so, so hyenas, from what I remember, um, they will take down stuff, mm-hmm. but it's so much easier to just to just um, scavenge. Okay. Right. So, so usually you'd have a lion. It takes down something, and then it would finish eating. And but the lion, but the the, the hyenas, what they would do, they will pester lions for for um for feeding. On purpose, because even though a lion can definitely, you know, kill a hyena, hyenas don't just come up like one at a time. It's a bunch of them and they they will heckle. Yeah, they will heckle a lion to eventually just leave the food alone and just go off somewhere. But can I say this though? Why are we worried about realism in a movie where a baboon is a shaman? Yeah, I I know. (laughs) I know. I just, I know. I just, I just like that more. That I like that, that Shenzi is just like, I don't, that's, the law of the jungle, quote unquote, or the savannah, is really just we don't we don't have any reason to trust you except for if you say that you'll give us you'll prov- you'll you'll allow us to to do more hunting and whatever whatever. Like fine, sure, we will have an alliance, but we don't like you. Don't don't get it twisted. We don't. Right. We're not we're not friends. Yeah, that's where I yeah. really so liked I like him that. as Scar. It's like I and, and I think. After watching Aladdin and Hot Jafar not be Jafar, to watch Chewato Ejafor actually be Scar, I'm like, okay, yeah, well, I like you better. Yeah, and also, like, I know that his design in this movie is more realistic to like what an outcast lion would look like. You know, he's skinny and mangy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scar was fabulous. He was, but I. Oh, but another thing, I <laughs> why really like. You, why you want? Why you want sweet Scar? I don't. Oh! I like, what? He was fabulous. When he said, what? "Be prepared what? for sensational news." <laughs> oh my god! Really okay, pretty- can I also say that okay. I like Scar and Sim and Mufasa's relationship. I like their relationship here. It's kind of like in the in the cartoon. It was more like Mufasa was always like, like "I am the, like like I am king, and you need to respect me." Here, it was just kind of like uh, you should just kill your brother because he's trans. Sounds, and he was just yeah, like it sounds like a history. This sounds like there's was, something, there's something just, more. He was just like, no, I, I really need to, you know, he's part of our kingdom and we can't do that. And it was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. There's there seems to be a history that's that's they the lines that they used in this movie seems to suggest that there's there's more going on um, yeah. that that is not explicitly um, told to us, you know, that led up to this point where you have Mufasa assuming the role of king and Scar, yes, being bested by his brother at some point um, to gain to to begin the throne, but his his um, his brother um, chose to keep him um, yeah. as part of the pride, even though you know um, you know we all know that you you, you can't have two male lions in the same. Right. Yeah. It's only like one head of the pride. So at the betrayal at the stampede, it was like, so in the the cartoon when he's like, help me, it's like, you don't really like him. So why would he help you? But here is like, 
Wait, yeah, but here it's really, more like it's like wow, you really are betraying him. Like, it's yeah. like we we, we may have yeah, we may have we may have arguments, we may have difference of opinions. Yeah, but I've never treated you. Bad. I never treated you poorly. Yeah. yeah, like I've never gone out of my way to you know to treat you you know in you know that sort of way. So it it comes off more as a shock that oh no you you actually killed him. Like oh, it's no. like no. I'm sorry. I laughed when Mufasa felt his head in this one. I'd laugh. I really did. <laughs> yeah, that, um, I, that was the most expressive part about Mufasa was when he was falling. I was like, oh my God, look at his face. His face I want, I want someone to take that scene when it becomes bootlegged and replace the no with a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Ali, um, <laughs> tell everybody... Um, so, after I Just Can't Wait to Be King was over, I turned to Ali to say... That wasn't that good. And you know what Ali told me back, y'all? What? What? Mm. Mm. I said, Ali! Like, what happened? He felt I was resting on that shit. I was resting my eyes. I was resting oh, my eyes. Oh, God. <laughs> no! I, started, I started messaging y'all. I was messaging y'all. Like, like yeah. Right we, were, we were breaking all those. We were texting in the theater. Like, just like... Just like, nobody... First of all, nobody was there. There were seven people. There were, our auditorium could hold like three hundred. There were seven people in the auditorium. Yeah, I think when I walked in, I counted um, you one person in front by of the wrong us. Person, because you thought it was me. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was. Yeah, I thought that was you. Uh, and I was <laughs> like, Brandon ain't somebody I would like. You can mistake somebody for like, unless yeah, like, it was yeah, because like, I came late. I came late five, to the like four hundred twenty pounds like. 420 pounds. Come on now. No, don't like, do that to me. 10% muscle to 10% body fat and shit. <laughs> but yeah, it was only it was only like maybe five people in the theater or so. They were one one in front of us. Was, and I think there was they were seven. There was, there, was a, there was a family of four. That one oh, guy really? that you almost sat by and us. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess nobody. I bet. Well, remember, it was it was in the morning on on Sunday, so people were at church. Yeah, people. It's that night people. Were Yo, at people church. came late. A lot of people came late to my show. I was kind of surprised. Really? That. Yeah, motherfuckers late as hell, man. People came. Some motherfucker came up and sat down. Literally, when like at that part, they just got there when Scar fell off that damn cliff. I was laughing like a motherfucker. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's 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 good. Mm. I guess it's because there's no real like 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 we said, there's no real spoiler in this movie. But not just that. If you come in that late, you should go to the next showing. Just go to the next late. one. Yeah, just go or, to the next one. Or go home and turn on the original. Who was it gonna say? Oh, the teens they tank. So Sam so Stampede opening shot with the flying through. And I'm well, I guess I shouldn't have been shot they didn't do it, but the Mufasa in the clouds, they did not do. Because mm. they, they, not realistic enough. So instead, we just have a thunderstorm and we hear James Earl Jones. No, if you looked in the clouds, it was. It was a cloud formation. It looked like... It, it was so subtle that it just might as well have just been a fucking cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they tried to they tried to use the... I, no, Brandon, I, I got what they were trying to do. They tried to use the lightning to light up the, the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Every time the lightning happened, that's when you saw the image of Mufasa. Yeah. That's what I saw. Sure, sure. James. It wasn't. It, it wasn't the clothes. It was, <laughs> I, I don't. It was I don't, the I don't, I'm not doubting you. It's just. Yeah, I that's think, what I saw. I think if they tried to do what they did in the cartoon, which is like it turned into clouds, and all of a sudden you see like an actual Mufasa, I think that would have been way too cartoony. Yeah, it would have like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, been. Yeah, that's glad they didn't do that. It's like okay. The only thing. Mm. 
No, they could have yeah. done something a little bit less subtle than they did, but it didn't have to be the exact same thing they did before. But like the funny thing is that that is such an iconic scene from the original that's been borrowed, stolen, and parodied ever since. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I mean, if they did too much, it would have been too cartoony. Then maybe I would have liked it to be the cartoon. Oh, I was, I was Brandon. Brandon, OMG. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I am fine with it because all I needed was first I, I just needed you know um Simba to to find important water. Oh lord. So uh, that and that so that way wreck it out too. <laughs> Cause, okay. Cause, yeah, you need to find <laughs> important water. Um, important so water, I, not just any I, kind of water. So can I say look, so I remember them saying in Aladdin they made the score bigger. Because they're like, oh, to make it a live action, we gotta make the score bigger. So that's the one thing that that's why I'm like, uh, B, B minus. You know, it's kind of like B minus. The score bigger about I mean like the the actual, like the the the, actual score. score. The actual score. Because they like they kind of changed the score of Aladdin for the live action. I kind of wish they would have made it grander for the Lion King. Keep the oh, same that, score, oh, that was the other but part. I think I would have. I wish they would have made it a little bit more grander because that's the was mixing the and mastering of the music was. I won't say bad. It was lackluster. And I thought maybe it was our theater fucking up with the speaker. I thought it was my theater too, but the fact that you're saying it too, I thought it was my theater. Yeah, like so. I went because I went to listen to the soundtrack when I was went to the gym, and no, it's the way the songs are mixed. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, they mixed all the records like Supreme's records from back in the day where. They, oh my where, god! Where Barry Gordy hated Florence Balance. Hate you. And he and so Florence Balance vocals would turn way way down in the back of the mix, and Diana Ross's vocals would turn way way up. So she saw she was back in the back behind the behind the violins in the orchestra. That's a damn shame. So you pulled. <laughs> so, so you basically pulled what uh, uh, MC Solar, what, what MC Solar convinced Guru Premier was doing. Yes, that he wasn't doing, by the way. But yeah. Yes, and so like in this version. Because, like, for example, with the opening, like, Circle of Life, after the opening chants, which are the same as that recording by Lebo M from the original, I guess he ain't come back. <laughs> like, it's the exact, like, like you can't fool me. That's the exact same stuff until, until the new lady sings. But, like, the chants that accompany, like, the actual, like, like the English verses, not the actual verses, there's all actual verses, the English verses of the Circle of Life, the chants are, like, they're way down. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the score itself, it's like it's turned down so low in the mix, like the vocals are turned up so high. Like, I don't know quite what's going on. I because like the thing is, so Pharrell produced the songs for this remake. The original Hans Zimmer did it himself, and this one Pharrell did the production, except for Spirit, which Beyonce did herself. Um, that was literally the best part of the movie. Because it was like was it was it was mastered for the movie, and I'm like, oh, I love this. Yeah, Spirit Spirit was cute. Um I would I would say I don't know how well it fits in, but they do the fucking the lion sleeps tonight. Like I'll let that slide. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the songs, it's not that they aren't played as well; it's just they aren't mixed as well. All yeah. they do is just yeah. turn the instrumentation just turn it up just a little up bit. Up. Just up. They'd have been fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they mixed it that way. It's the whole point of like one of the big selling points of the original Lion King was the how grand the score was. It was one of the first movies released in Dolby Digital. It in the Latin like. Well, apparently, a lot of theaters changed their theater systems so they could play the Lion King score on the, the soundtrack the way it was supposed to be played. Mm-hmm. 
I guess the Lion King. What else came out? Like I guess Jurassic Park. I guess whatever like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like because before that you just had like stereo if you were lucky. Some of the theaters still had mono. <laughs> Back in the day. Um, I remember that man. I went to a theater in South Carolina. I was there for the summer one time. I'm in Georgetown, South Carolina, man. My um my my sister went and saw Dennis the Menace, and me and my cousin went and saw Menace, Menace to Society mm-hmm. at the theater next door. But we went and the speakers were completely blown out, dog. It was the funniest shit ever. Oh damn! Like, you could, you couldn't, we had to just like decipher. It might as well have subtitles or something. <laughs> damn, I've been in a theater like that before. Yeah, that's that's, that's always a mess. Um, but yeah. And like coming for me, having seen the Lion King so many times that I know that shot by shot, just like yeah. I, it, it just bothered me how, like, cause like you you could even do the same scenes and just reframe the camera, yeah. <laughs> just put the camera someplace different in your little virtual reality helmet things that you got. And so yeah. like I said before, the two the only scenes that are different, the Timon and Puma stuff is different because Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen are ad libbing new material basically. And I love them. I love them as Timon. They're they're really good. They're so good. And also, Billy Eichner, singing ass white man. Yeah. And also, they let him play it gay, which is which which made which brought joy to my heart. <laughs> yeah. Because Nathan Lane is doing his best to sound straight in the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. Did he sound straight? Straighter than he does in anything else that he said. I mean, Unless he's I playing feel, a straight man. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I okay. All right. It's All definitely right. more New Yorker than it is like gay New Yorker. Billy, yeah, I, I, I like just like he's just letting it all out. <laughs> I I like when I like when he said, "I love what you've done to the place." Maybe less carcasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, no, I laugh like shit when um. Puma was like, it's like it's just a little lion. And and Timon said, it gets bigger. Because <laughs> I was so detached from the movie when I heard that in that voice, like my mind went someplace else and I just cracked up. <laughs> Shame. Yeah, I know. Shame. Shame. Yes, I, I, I walked into the street with a bell. <laughs> what else about the new Lion King? Um, can I talk about the old Lion King instead? <laughs> Can I, I'm, I I did okay. like the the little, the little the other animals that were hanging out in the jungle. I will say that I like them when, when yeah they, when, they, they, when, get, they give them a gang a yeah, gang gang. When little Simba was like I I, I would love to have an antelope. The antelope said, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> that maybe. I love. love the addition of them. I love the additions of the other animals because in the cartoon it was just them Timon and Pumbaa and nobody else except them eating bugs all day. But the fact yeah. that there were other animals, I'm like I kind of like this slimy yet satisfying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was cool. Um, what was I going to say? Like, so... Well, let's talk about history stuff. Um, so, they started developing The Lion King in 1988. It was an idea that Jeffrey Katzenberg came to the studio with. The idea to do it. Let's do something set in Africa. And of course, because it's Disney and they hated black people. They... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, Disney and so, they so, so we're not going to do that because we're not going to ignore the fact that this whole idea was taken from another. We'll get there. Another, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we'll never do that. They, they decided you know that you know it's going to be animals, um, and it took them a while to sort of kind of actually get like a proper version of what they were trying to do together. 
Uh, the original version was called, I'll look it up. It was King of the something that I can't pronounce properly, but I will try. Like, it, it developed for a long time. King of the Kalahari. I, I got it. I thought, you about treatment. To say, I thought you were about to say King of the Niger, pronounced nigger. Oh, no, no. Uh, no. Okay. They, wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Thomas um, 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 Deesh, I guess, who wrote The Brave Little Toaster, the book, um, wrote the original treatment. Linda Wolverton, who wrote the script for Beauty and the Beast, did like versions of her own for years after that. Eventually, it was called King of the Jungle, went through like actual production in 1991. Um, it was supposed to be produced by Tom Schumacher, who produced um, The Rescuers Down Under, but he dropped out and Don Hahn dropped in to produce it. Uh, George Scribner, who directed Oliver and Company, y'all seen Oliver and Company, right? I've seen it. Uh, he was going to direct the Lion King, and they hired Roger Allers to co-direct. Roger Allers was the head story man on Beauty and the Beast, and he was credited for sort of kind of keeping that ship, um, him and Bruno Chapman, for keeping that ship on the rails. And he hired Bruno Chapman to be the head of um, the story on Beauty and the Beast as well. Oh, no, it would be on, Lion, on what became the Lion King as well. George Scribner didn't want it to be a musical. The producers and Roger Allers did, so he quit, and they replaced him with Rob Minkoff as the other director. Rob Minkoff was also a story artist at Disney. For those who don't know the audience, um, well, if you listen to this show, I hope you do not by now. Um, back in the old days of animation, they did not write stories on scripts. Mm-hmm. The person who was the screenwriter was there to coordinate the material and translate it into a script and sort of kind of touch it up here and there. But for the most part, they developed stories in animated films on storyboards. You know, they uh, you go into a room, the room has that's all, all the... Yeah, all, that's why like all of the... Yeah, like every scene. wall is covered with corkboard and you have these, you know, four by six drawings you do of sketches and you put the dialogue under the drawing and that's how you wrote the story. And when you change everything, the drawings come down and new drawings go up. I like those back... I like those... um those behind the scenes things from back in the day when Disney, as a kid, Disney Channel would show you the behind the scenes of the making of some of their animated movies. Right. And every time they would show you, a, and always, obviously I'm a child, so I don't know. But at the time, you'd, as a child, I would see, it's a room like Brandon said, and it's wall to wall of just paper. Yeah. And of just little drawings that show you the like the the keyframe, I suppose, Brandon, of a scene. Not a real keyframe, just like a, like a key moment in it, because they they aren't trying to animate anything yet. They're just trying to get the story yeah. together, and they'll okay. they'll draw all of those, and they'll also photograph them and edit them into what it was called back then a like a reel or a story reel, which they'll have that temp voices and temp music, so they can actually watch the movie before they make it. Because animation quite expensive. Don't want to. They don't do reshoots in animation. Uh, Zack Snyder and um, Josh Whedon. They don't do reshoots in animation. It's too expensive. So the idea is we have to get it as close to right as possible before we start handing it off to be character designed and laid out and animated and backgrounded and all that kind of stuff. That still extends to computer animation today, except for I think more so they write the script first because the executives get involved nowadays and they want to see a script because that's what they know. So they write the script first and they storyboard it second which doesn't work as well sometimes, but that's what they do. Um, and actually, with The Lion King was the first time, because this came after Beauty and the Beast, and, and Aladdin had just come out, or was just coming out, and you know they had this 
big success. And so they wanted to market the animation department more than they had in the past. So for The Lion King, they actually got film crews to come in and show Rob Minkoff and Roger Allers showing a storyboard to the executives, to Jeffrey Katzenberg and Roy Disney and all of them, and Peter Schneider. And so, like, you'll see, like, The Lion King behind the scenes stuff. A lot of it is actually staged. But, I mean, it's out of necessity, but it's staged. It's show you what it sort of kind of is like, but, you know, it's a nice Hollywood version of it. The same thing with they showed, they showed them, like, um, bringing lions um, into the studio so they can learn how to draw lions, like little lions and big lions. And, and one of the instances, like, the lion almost ate Jeffrey Katzenberg. <laughs> he had to they had to come and get the handler off of him. Come get somebody get come get their lion. Yes, please. Before he eats our boss. Um, <laughs> they also went to Kenya for a couple of weeks when they were in early development to do research, and they would go to the zoo and stuff like that. Uh, the lion and the funny thing is, it's funny now when the Lion King was being made. Uh, it was the first movie where they had to. Developed two units at Disney because they were getting so wound up in new production that they had to like expand heavily and start making two movies at a time. So they made this and Pocahontas more or less concurrently. And more animators went to work on Pocahontas than they did um, Lion King because they thought Pocahontas was going to be the bigger hit, the bigger impact, and maybe win the Oscar for Best Picture because it was going to be a romantic, action driven love story. When you know, y'all seen Pocahontas? What happened? You never seen it? Never seen it. Don't. Yeah. Oh boy. Don't. Just no. Not necessary. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can you can skip Pocahontas. Listen to the soundtrack. The soundtrack is about all you need with it. I mean, Pocahontas is barely animated. It's basically traced from live action. There's mm-hmm. no point to animating it the way they they way they, the way it was produced. It's, it's kind of it's kind of a slog, um, but yeah. So the Lion King came out June twenty seventh, nineteen or twenty fourth rather, nineteen ninety four. That's crazy. I, it seemed like it was long. It seemed like it was longer ago. I, I feel like I was younger when I saw it, but I guess I wasn't. Um, and it was a massive hit when it came out. Like, yep, Beauty and the Beast was a big hit. Aladdin was a bigger hit. Lion King knocked the doors off the off the building. In its original release, it made over six hundred million dollars, which was unheard of. That's crazy. Back then, like worldwide, six hundred million dollars. Like so, if it was just that for inflation, it's probably fucking. That's damn near. It's easily in the in the in the billion dollar club. Wow, just for inflation, easily. That's that's cool, man. Like it was, like it. I let me get the right numbers. Um, not. Wikipedia. They uh, they have the number. Okay, it earned seven sixty three million during its original run. Cause I had to break it down because it's been reissued twice since then. Mm. They reissued it first in two thousand and two for IMAX, where um, and then they reissued it again in two thousand and eleven or twelve. I, is it eleven or twelve? I'm sure it'll be on here for the three D version. I don't know if y'all saw the Lion King three D. Did y'all see that? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh-uh. It was it was 11, 2011, September 16th, 2011. The Lion King 3D. I saw it um at the um at Atlantic Station in uh, Midtown Atlanta. 
Um, it was all grown. It was all grown black people, and, and everybody just sang all the songs. That's fine. It was what I think people thought this one was gonna be, but everybody just came to the theater with their 3D glasses and they sang all the songs. <laughs> we had Mad Dress about Jason Weaver being hidden in the audience somewhere. <laughs> oh no! Because he, 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 I don't know if he lives here anymore, but he, he lived here for a very he, lived, he was like one of the first actors I remember living in town. Like one yeah. of the first actors I remember, like being like, "Yeah, he lived in Atlanta." Or whatever. I used to think he was from Atlanta, but I don't think no, he's from Chicago. Are you from mm-hmm. Chicago? Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't know that. But yeah, I, you know, he was one of one of the early ones because I remember growing up. Shit, the first people I remember being in Atlanta was it was Eric Sermon and Too Short. But like the first real first like celebrities I remember, like, you know, in my in my world, I was like, yo, that, that they they live in Atlanta. And Fife Dog. Yeah, they were like the only three people. Okay. Ooh. Fife Dog. I didn't know Fife Dog lived here. Yeah, he lived there for years, man. He lived in um he was in Cas he lived out Cascade. Oh shit. He was like an early Cascade. He was even he matter of fact, him and Eric Sermon were like literally the first people to really like that was famous. You know, it's some capacity of living in Atlanta like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so ultimately, The Lion King has earned, unadjusted for inflation, um, 900 and... Damn! Let me get into it. $968 million. That's crazy, man. At the time of its original release, it was the highest grossing animated film that had ever been made. And because of that, it, I mean, that was the best thing Disney had ever, like, you know, money-wise and, like, prestige-wise. Like, you know, because, you know, people considered it their best. I was never on that train, because I always said Aladdin was better. But a lot of people consider Lion King, like, the pinnacle of what they call the Disney Renaissance movies that were made between 89 and 99 from uh, Mermaid to Tarzan. They consider Lion King the best. It won... How many Oscars did it win? I know it won for best song. Mm. It might have won for best score. So let me get to Alex. I don't remember anymore which awards it won. Let's see. All right. So it won for best song, which was Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And it won for best score for Hans Zimmer. It won the best picture, musical or comedy, and best score at the Golden Globes as well. All right. So. It won all those awards and everything. The thing was, behind the scenes at Disney, um, things were getting tense in the executive department. Um, Michael Eisner was the CEO at Disney at the time, and Jeffrey Katzenberg was running the studio. He was the chairman of Walt Disney Studios. He made he was in charge of making every movie they made, the, uh, the Disney stuff, the Touchstone picture stuff, the Hollywood picture stuff. So all, the, all those movies where he was in charge of, and the animated stuff. He didn't know animation when he first came to Disney, but he learned it very quickly, and he came to love it, basically, because he could have influence over it, and Michael Eisner didn't understand it, which is why he liked it. Um, if you remember the original Lion King release, the first thing you see when it comes on is um, the film is dedicated to Frank Wells, president of the Walt Disney Company. Frank Wells was the president of the company, like it says. Um, basically, he was sort of kind of it was him, Eisner, and Kassenberg. He was the peacemaker between those two. He kept Kassenberg and Eisner from, from killing each other. They had come both come from Paramount. They had been working together for a long time, but at Disney, they were both trying to, I guess, you know, establish their territory and show who was more important to the success of the studio. And so they clashed a lot. And 
Frank Wells is often called upon to come in and mitigate situations. At some point, Michael Eisner promised um, Kassenberg Frank Wells' job if anything ever happened to Wells. Well, Frank Wells died early 94 in a um, helicopter crash while he was out skiing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and so Kassenberg was like, so I get to be president, right? And Eisner, by this point, hated Kassenberg so much that he basically forced him to resign not too long after The Lion King came out. Like October is when he left, of 94 is when Kassenberg left uh, Disney Studio. And he said, okay, fine, bet. Jeffrey Kassenberg called up Steven Spielberg. No, he first he called up David Geffen, and they called up Steven Spielberg, and they started DreamWorks Pictures, which was going to be a brand new studio that was going to take over the industry. And as one of their key assets, Kassenberg was going to start a new animation studio. DreamWorks Animation. And he started hiring away animators from Disney, paying them triple, double and triple their salaries, and signing them to were like they, were they, oh, I was about contracts. To ask you, I was going to ask you if they were disgruntled employees. Um, disgruntled-ish. I mean, working at Disney was never a cakewalk. It's still not a cakewalk in any department. Like, you know, they were kind of overworked and, you know, not necessarily paid well because nobody knew who they were. People just, I mean, people basically thought that these movies were made by, like, fairies someplace or something. Like Nobody, hamsters on wheels? Yeah, hamsters on wheels. Nobody ever really thought about, like, the human effort it took to make a, uh, <laughs> a Disney animated film. Nobody ever thinks about that stuff. Um... I mean, you have, I mean, people, you have people sitting there drawing every drawing frame by frame from back then. Even now, with CGI, you have people sitting there having to worry about hair and texturing and lighting and rendering and all that kind of stuff. Um, so when Casper started hiring everybody away, Disney had to start raising their salaries and get people signed to long-term contracts. People who were making forty, fifty thousand a year were certainly making a hundred and two hundred thousand a year and like people the superstars like Glenn Keane and uh, and, and um Andreas Deja who did um Glenn Keane animated Aladdin and uh Pocahontas and Andreas Deja did Scar and Jafar he did all the villains they they were making like millions a year they were millionaires oh my god because uh, Disney, I would like Disney I would like to have been <laughs> yeah that's great uh so they drove up basically industry costs Sky high. The Lion King, well, Aladdin cost 30 million to make. Lion King cost 70, which was a lot of money. Uh, by the time they got to like your Tarzans and your Emperor's New Grooves and your Atlantises, you're looking at $100 million plus budgets for each film. In, in the old days when that was not common. <laughs> so, and also, so I, the Lion King. Second, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to comment on something. So I, even though I can see why this is, I can already see why this is quote unquote bad, Yes. but I still do appreciate the fact that because of the, because of severing ties with Disney and going to make DreamWorks, mm -hmm. it actually gave um, people who were working so many long hours the opportunity to get paid what they were worth. Hold that thought. Okay. All right. So, and also in addition, because The Lion King was so popular, every other studio in Hollywood suddenly started an animation department if they did not, not already have one. 
So in addition to DreamWorks, uh, Fox started their own in the desert in Phoenix, Arizona. They hired Don Bluth to come over from um, Ireland to run it. Y'all know Don Bluth. And American Tale and Rock-A-Doodle and All Dogs Go to Heaven and all like that. Oh, so underrated. Very underrated. He uh, made two movies at Fox in the desert. He made Anastasia, which is a good movie, and Titan A.E., which is a movie that people are kind of divided on, but it was such a flop that they shut, they fired him and shut the studio down. A lot of folks who came over from Ireland who had visas to only work in America on at Fox lost their jobs and were stranded in America with nowhere to go in Phoenix, Arizona. Wait, they could go back to Ireland? They didn't have the money. Dang, they were being paid that little? No, I mean, Fox, they weren't. They were paid, a lot of them were not paid very well out in the desert. That's why they were in Arizona, where the cost of living was lower so they could pay you less. Dang. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers started their own uh, feature animation department. They already had the TV department that was doing Tiny Toons and Animaniacs and like that. They started a feature animation department. They made three, two movies, two movies. They made Quest for Camelot. No. <laughs> And they made the Iron Giant. Okay. Good night. Good the hell right. night. So the Iron Giant was, you know, of course, people loved the Iron Giant, but when it came out, it was a flop. Yes, uh, it was, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Like that was one of those things. It was like, this is a great movie, but no one's watching. No one it. saw that shit when it came out. <laughs> no one saw it. It after about three years, it became a cult classic. Now it's considered like a masterpiece. Yeah. But when it came out, it was a flop. Late. Yeah. The last thing they made before they shut down the feature animation department at Warner Brothers was Looney Tunes back in action. No. Yeah, good night. <laughs> Starring <laughs> Brendan Fraser and Jenna Elfman. Oh, the, the biggest catfish ever. Hilarious. He is the biggest catfish ever. It's like, how are you this fine in The Mummy? And then we get you in the war show. It's like, who the fuck are you? Right. Um, they also, like, I'm sure they worked on Space Jam as well. Like before Quest for Camelot came out. Uh, who else? Universal had Amblimation. Well, Amblimation became part of DreamWorks. They they basically animators went over to DreamWorks because Spielberg had them go over. I don't think they replaced them with another studio. Did Paramount have one? Turner had one, though. Turner did Cats Don't Dance and the Page Master. I remember the Page Master with Macaulay Culkin. I do. Yes. Uh, I remember that. Basically, Turner had bought Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera had a feature department. Um, they spun it off, and it became Turner Animation. They made Page Master and Cats Don't Dance. But that was right when Cats Don't Dance was being made, when um, Time Warner and Turner did that merger. And so they shut down Turner Animation and fired everybody because they already had Warner Brothers Animation. They need them. Uh, well. Dang, so what you're telling me is... There were a lot of very miserable people with no jobs yes. um, in, in this era. Yeah. So, uh, Richard Rich, not, a, not the cartoon character, an actual person. Um, he was an ex-Disney animator who started his own studio. He made two movies during this period. The Swan Princess and mm. The King and I. Mm. Yeah, both. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. Yo, speaking of The King and I, that was the name of the group in a real uh, slept on the uh, old bad movie called, uh, what was that movie called? Fly by Night. 
Yeah. They, the, like a music group called themselves the King and I? Yeah. Huh? yeah that, that was the name of the, uh, of the rap group. It was about a fictional rap group. It uh-huh. was one, one dude. Matter of fact, it was my man to play Kenny on the OG Soul Food. He was like the lead character. MC Michael Light, Beach? No, nah, not... No, nah, man, that ain't Kenny, man. <laughs> not Michael Beach. He was... Uh, well, Michael, uh, uh, Jeffrey D. Sams. Yo, I, I never knew yeah. his name, though. He yeah, always Jeffrey D. Kenny Sams. to me. So, yeah. <laughs> so Jeffrey uh, D. Sams and the, the motherfucker that was making animal noises on uh, Waiting to Exhale. I forgot. Um, not not yeah. Forrest Whitaker. Uh, was directed it. Um, what's my man's name? Wendell Wendell Pierce. Not Wendell Pierce. No, the one I was making. Wendell Pierce. The one that took the one I was dating Angela Bassett. And uh, man, I, seen that, I don't see that movie like once or twice. I don't remember. I'm, I'm it's all right. I, know, I know it was Wendell <laughs> Pierce. It was Leon. It was Gregory Hines. And I forgot who the other one was. It was he. He, he wasn't. He was just one of the random dudes that was like oh, okay, one yeah, of the trash right, cats. Okay. But but he was in a he was a rap group, and they were called the King and all. That's what made me think about it. It's a, it's a bad it's a bad black movie you know I'm um it's worth watching if you never seen it it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, like it's so there was this big boom and this big bust in animation between 1995 and 1999, mm. and Disney was like growing like weeds like they expanded like their studio they had a studio in California at Burbank so like the main actual Disney studio. They got a new building because they were growing so much. There was a studio behind um, Disney MGM Studios in Orlando, like or Kissimmee rather. Like, y'all, the theme park is there. Behind the theme park is a was an animation studio, like a three story building where they did um, scenes from these animated films back there. Very nice place. I went once. The day that they closed it down. Uh, <laughs> well, the week they closed it down. Uh, where are the animators? Oh, they're, they just started Thanksgiving vacation. They never came back. Um, and they also started a studio over in Paris where they did scenes from like Hunchback and Hercules and all like that. So they were running three studios, spending a whole lot of money on these movies because also I forgot to mention The Lion King was the first Disney film the first animated film to have an all-star voice cast where every part was a star of some part like back in the 60s they had like The Jungle Book had a bunch of stars Aristocats too but Lion King every part was a star James Earl Jones Madge Sinclair who played Sarabi y'all who don't know James Earl Jones and Madge Sinclair played the king and queen in um, Coming to Exit not Coming Coming to America <laughs> um, John Taylor Thomas is young Simba. Matthew Broderick is adult Simba, and also Whoopi Goldberg and Cheech Marin as the hyenas. They wanted Cheech and Chong, but apparently they didn't work together anymore, so they got Whoopi Goldberg instead of um, Chong and kept Cheech. Well, I guess Nikita um, Kal- um, Kalame, who um, plays young Nala, she wasn't a star really, but Mariah Kelly, who plays adult Nala, was. Nathan Lane, Ernie Sabella as Pumbaa. Uh, who else? Jeremy Irons as Scar. Who they had to beg to do the part because he didn't know if he could do animated voice. Um, and he couldn't sing. They had to hire um, singing ghost Jim Cummings to come in and sing for him. Bill in this work too. Um, who else? Is that everybody in the cast? And Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean as the voice of Zazu. Like this big gigantic cast, so they do that. They had to do that every time after that. So you have movies where you have Mel Mel Gibson as the voice of John Smith and Pocahontas. 
Why? You have Danny DeVito as the voice of uh, Phil in Hercules. Why? You have Eddie Murphy as the voice of Mushu in Mulan. Why? <laughs> you have Rosie O'Donnell as the voice of that monkey in Tarzan. Why? <laughs> So basically, Disney Rose was the only one who kind of. Oh, Disney was the only one. Well, in my opinion, it's almost like a. It's almost like a like a big cheese move, right? Like Disney, we're the only ones who who um who have enough money to pay these expensive ah! actors. They, well, the other studios tried to. They Rose, had, yeah, but they, but they couldn't afford them. Yeah, like um Meg uh, Meg Ryan and John Cusack were the stars of um, Anastasia and Christopher Lloyd. And and Angela Lansbury and Bernadette Peters. It's yeah, I don't know who these people. You don't know who, who Bernadette people? Peters is. Nobody. How nobody knows these dare people you, sir? How dare you, sir? You know who Angela Lansbury is, Ali? Right? Yes, remember she wrote. Yes, uh, you know who or John Cusack and Meg Ryan were like A-list stars back in the nineties. Yeah, I know. I know those people. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is um, Doc Brown for Bachelor. Yeah, Doc Brown. Yeah. Oh, Bernadette Peters is a is a white woman who doesn't age. Yeah, she's a she's, a, she's a Broadway actress and like she's she a, a bunch singer. of movies. She's a singer. She was she played the wicked stepmother in um, Brandy's um, Cinderella. Yeah, and oh. she's also in and she's also in um, the Amazon show um, uh, Mozart in the Jungle, and she looks she exactly <laughs> the same. Yo, I didn't know y'all. I, I can't even say nothing because I know who she was. Get yeah. out! <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I, I was sitting up here like, oh, I, I know the. I, but yeah, come on, tell me from good times. Like, yeah. no, that's, that's another. Like, thing. sir, that bird is dead. Wait a minute! Wait a minute, James. Huh? Wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! You are with Brandon recording all the goddamn time. How do you not know who Bernadette Peters is? I can see mm. that. Because we never talked about. Um, Brandy Cinderella, like we had, I'm certain I'm with her. Or <laughs> I'm certain, I'm certain I would have brought up Burn that Peter talked about her, but like a good. What else is she playing? Is she playing anything else? I mean, Broadway? I, I think that's all. Like the, I mean, she's been in a bunch of other stuff here and there, but that's the stuff I know her from. Okay. Like she's got a long resume. I know um, I see her in particular. She's like you know, um, Broadway. She's like Billy Porter was. Like oh, wow. she's superstar <laughs> over there. That you know, for a while we didn't know in like TV and movie stuff, but then she crossed over. Because mm. like, I I love seeing Billy Porter get nominated for Emmys and stuff like that and like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like I I forgot to talk about Emmys. We'll talk about it another time. But like Emmy nominations came out. It's almost all streaming shows except for like mm-hmm. Pose and a couple of cable shows. Like and the old people are mad, but get over it. But I Billy, still gotta get Billy Porter being nominated for a, a um a Emmy for best lead actor in a TV show. He's the first gay man to be nominated. That's awesome. But like he's Very been cool. he's been famous on Broadway for like twenty years. At least more, probably. Yeah. And he just became known to like the public at large who doesn't go to the theater. So Billy Porter, if you pour this Emmy out, man, all you gotta do is get, hop on some Oscar bait movie, man. Oh, That's yeah, yeah. I get him all, he needs, all he needs is the Oscar and a, um, I don't know if he has a Grammy. He might already have a Grammy, but like he definitely uh, I'm certain he has a Tony. Well, you know what though, you, you gotta just cheat and just hop on a musical movie that's gonna probably win a Grammy for best soundtrack or something. Billy Porter and Cats. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. um, Lion King started that trend of putting celebrity um, stars as voice actors. Wow. Which doesn't always work. Cameron Diaz as the princess in Shrek. That was awesome. 
Wait, I don't. I I, I, I like no, that. no, I Brandon. Like so so that's on. That's your opinion. Sorry. I like that. I like that. that. Works perfectly. As John Smith at Pocahontas. First of all, Pocahontas fucking sucks. So we are not even yeah, so putting that in the same damn thing. That movie fucking sucks. It looks like um. And they, like, tried to justify making Pocahontas not a child because Pocahontas had to be, quote, unquote, sexy. Fuck out of my face. Yeah, no. Everything but did. I'm uh, sorry. But John Travolta I mean, in Bolt. Yeah, so that, that, that's I'll allow it. Yeah, that's, that's on the screen. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow, allow it. it. Brad Pitt Don't in Sinbad. Okay, so um, first of all, you will not come from our... You will not come for our Alabaster King. Brad Pitt <laughs> in Megamind. You take that back. Megamind is actually very slept on. I like yeah. that movie. Uh, it's good. It's a good movie, but I, I don't know if you necessarily needed Matthew Broderick and the like. I'll say it again. I hate him. I don't. I, hate, I, him. Don't, I hate him in it. I, I love don't, him everything else. I I love, I, listen. How can I go back? I I'm not who I used to be. The producers, the musical. The stage version, the movie version is not good, but I still love it anyway. I love him in it. I don't like him in The Lion King. I don't. I just How don't can know. I go back? I'm, I'm not who I used to be. Nala, is that you? <laughs> it's great to see you. <laughs> this guy. Right come get him. Tell them the truth. <laughs> so they can hear you. I'm sorry. This is where Childish Gambino has the up. He actually does. Like, yeah. I, it's too close for me, but it's actually, at least he can sing his own parts. Oh. And he's not as annoying as Matthew Brown. <laughs> well, um, can we just, like, resolve the fact that Simba's a bitch? Yeah. Damn, as Simba's a character. A bitch. For real? Yeah. Um, first of all, you are whining. I can't wait to be king. Yeah. Uh, Dan is adult. No, no. Don't want to be king. Sir, did you miss the song where you said, I can't wait to be king? And now we're like, go back and be king. You're like, no, nah, I'm good, love. Enjoy. No, I see you missed it, man. He, he, just, he, he was Jon Snow. He, he essentially was Jon Snow. Um, yep. And Jon Snow got stabbed to death. You see how that worked out for Jon Snow? And got mm-hmm. sent back to the black. <laughs> so, animation basically. 2D animation basically died out in the early 2000s. Disney shut down all their studios in 2002. There's a great documentary. It's very sad called um, Dream On, Silly Dreamer, which goes over how the Disney animators all got fired. They made it themselves and sold it to the festival festival circuit. Mm. Um, Was is it on streaming anywhere? I don't know. Let me see. I'm gonna have to check that out. That sounds interesting. Wait, so basically, so basically, you're saying that the animation department, you said, like they shut it shut down. Yeah, they they shut though the 2D department shut down. That don't even sound right. right. And they started a 3D, like a CGI department that did dinosaur, and then they did um, Chicken Little, and they went on from there doing CGI. No, I did like Chicken Little. Yeah, when um, Ed Catmull and um, the evil hugger came over from Pixar to run Disney Animation as a whole. They tried to start back up 2D animation and they made The Princess and the Frog and Winnie the Pooh. Princess no. and the Frog underperformed, finger quotes, and Winnie the Pooh was just a flop all around. 
about the same day as Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part Two. Right. Well, dude, <laughs> you, you did that on what? Are you serious? That's Barry a picture if you ask me. That is oh, definitely, oh that is definitely Barry. Are and you serious I, right now? J.K. I, Rowling, a whole a whole queen coming out of her movie, and then you decide that you want to put Winnie the Pooh. Are you serious? You wanted this to happen to your movie. Right. Y'all hate. Y'all about hate to say Stephanie? So I want to say that I really do like Princess the Fro- and the Frog, and I think it's really interesting that a lot of people go, "Well, she was a frog, frog the whole the movie," whole <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "And she didn't even come up. She didn't even become a princess to the end." I'm like, you know who else didn't become a princess to the end? Cinderella. Belle from- Cinderella, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Pocahontas is not really a princess. We're not going there. Mulan is not a fucking princess. But yeah, me. it's like so. Go off, sis. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, she's not a princess. I'm like, you know who else ain't a princess, but y'all love them, though. <laughs> did, wait, did, did Tiana have important water in her movie? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Nope, she had important beignets. Yeah, she had important beignets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She had an important bed and she slept there for three minutes and they got up and went to work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, I should remember if Tiana had, because wait a second, no, she had a whole bayou. That's important water. That is important yeah, water. It's a lot of important that's water. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I really right. like Princess and the Frog. Yeah. So I, I had a friend of mine who worked cool. on it, like they because they outsourced so much of it because the animators weren't in Burbank or in like Orlando anymore. And so they chipped out scenes. <laughs> so he like he did it by his by like correspondence mail. Oh boy. Yeah. Damn. Uh Dream on Silly Dreamer. Um should not be on YouTube, but it kind of is. Okay. What the hell? So, um, uh, check it out, dude. I'm not, I'm not recommending that you watch it on YouTube. I recommend that you go to Amazon.com and buy a copy. Oh, but YouTube if you, it is. But if you wait, 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 it's 45 bucks for a copy. Okay, put on your pirate, yeah, you go. put on your pirate passion, watch it on YouTube. I'm just saying, y'all are hard, fiddly D. Oh man, <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, if you know, Lion King. Best and worst thing to ever happen to Disney animation, the animation as a whole. Well, 2D yeah. animation, 3D animation was like, oh, look, a wide open field for us. <laughs> so are we really like, are we really, um, there's no hope for like 2D animation movies? In America, no. In Japan, they still do it, of course. You know, they still have like 2D anim- anime movies because in, in Japan, Man. like, you, know, you can, you will never, not in a million, you will never stop 2D animation in Japan. No. Like, no. They you will never. You know what? It was, a, it was a little moment where they had, they started putting little scenes here and there. Because I remember Macross Plus, I used to have that VHS, and Macross Plus had a couple 3D, like, scenes in it. But it, don't, mm-hmm. don't use CGI, like, yeah. stuff like vehicles and things, but they'll still do, like, but 2D animation. Mostly, like, the last 2D mostly. film that came out was... um. Teen Titans go to the movies, which nobody actually saw at the movies. But who actually? But it, but but people actually say that it was really good. I've heard it was really good. I haven't seen it yet. I, I I'm guilty. Uh- <laughs> I'm part of the problem. To be completely honest, because I I would have liked to see that movie, and I still do want to see that movie because I heard that it was actually really good. So, yeah. But people, people, a lot of people, the majority now over in the West, we we don't appreciate. To the animation anymore, right? Because people were we have been with the indoctrinated. Lion. Why not put out the original in theaters? That's what I'm saying. Just nobody re- will go see it. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah we we've been too indoctrinated. We we I we want to see three D now. So I would go. I would rather saw that. So like people, you know, people and getting people to the theater is harder than ever. If you don't, which have, and, like, and you know the funny thing is, here's, here's the funny thing about that. Um, because remember a couple of weeks ago when we did the show. Um, Brandon, one of the news topics was that Studio Ghibli was re-releasing some of their movies that would be playing on American, select American theaters. Yeah, they have, a, they have the a whole theater program that's been going on all summer. Yeah, they yeah, have, because um, got it in my, my, my local theater, they show they, they show Back to the Future, they show yeah. Jaws, and they show yeah, like it's like that. See, theaters will do that, but we're mm-hmm. talking about like like a like a full reissue where it's in like 3000 screens you know like like, like how the Lion yeah. King 3D was in 2011 they can't man, do, that they can do that shit man they, mm-hmm. they, if they did it with the right marketing or something man maybe do like maybe say like you know hey stay stay after the movie you see a new Beyonce song uh you know uh, but trust but trust me speaking of Beyonce they, songs mm-hmm. Listen to her album, The Gift, the Lion King campaign yep. album she did. It's yep. very yep. good. Yep. Yep. It's uh, very good. Uh, uh, I actually said uh. in the gym when I was listening to it, if I, I guess I'll just consider this a $250 million album because it took the making the movie to make the album. I'll, I'll, I'll let that okay. be that. As far as I'm concerned, like it was so good, it made up for, because I, I was mad. I was, I was in the gym pushing, doing like new, like, 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 I was doing like new new records. Like I was like, I was like, I like him so bad. That's good to hear. He was, that, that he was, he was very upset. That before I let go remake was terrible. He was upset. I ain't heard. I actually haven't heard. I heard about it. I haven't heard yet. It's terrible. It. It's, but it's, for it's Brandon, in comparison, if um because of the increase the numbers of of Jap- Japanese animation fans over here in the West, mm-hmm. you know, when they release things that are Japanese stuff, man, like in the theaters here, like there's the dubbed or subbed versions of stuff. Like for example, the re-release of the Studio Ghibli stuff. My, you know, friends of mine who who are into anime, you know, they they literally plan that shit ahead. They're just like, hey, let's, we're going to get together and and go see Kiki's Delivery Service. Yes. In the- how many and I'm just people like, are in the auditorium with that? them when they go see? That is true. Um, I remember when I saw the last two, okay, so the last Studio Ghibli movie I saw in theaters was The Wind Rises. Mm-hmm. And our theater was, okay, actually it was half full. It was half full. Okay. It was half, half full. full. But granted though, it's fine granted for it was, a reissue of a movie that, like, yeah, it was, like it a was, little movie, but if you're yeah, Disney, you have half full theaters. They're going to yeah. yank that shit after two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it was at night, <laughs> so man. I don't know. That that probably factored. Just the box office, man. They're talking about Lion King already, like one hundred fifty something million. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's going to make money. Like it came out in China a week early, and it made all kinds of money over in China. Like it's going like the Avatar made too, money. Man. Bro, I mean, more power to them. More power to them. I mean, like GameStop and they've taken over cinema. They have forty percent market share in America. Just. Yo, Disney is a monopoly at this point, man. I mean, technically speaking, they're not, but I mean, they're they're trying for it. Because <laughs> monopoly means it's, it's just them. But I mean, they're they are. It is. Uh, listen, for a certain, by law, it is, it is egregious not. what they're doing. On paper, on paper, they they are not. But because right. <laughs> don't say that too loud. Because no, no, they, they will say no. We are not. 
<laughs> and then they'll start looking like, at other studios to buy. Hmm. Yeah. Par- look, Paramount looks tasty right now. We like mountains. <laughs> <laughs> with stars around them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? With stars. Yeah, exactly. MGM. We like lions. Listen, we like lions. Let's buy MGM. <laughs> 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 listen, have y'all seen? Like, so 2019, the summer's basically over. Cobbs and Shot comes out in next week or so. And they'll make money, but like the summer is almost over as far as like the movies are concerned. Uh, Quentin Tarantino shit comes out next week. It's not gonna make mm-hmm. a lot of money. It'll be fine for Quentin Tarantino, but like I saw, they're not they're barely giving it screenings at my local theaters. Like it's playing like four really? times a day. It's playing four times a day at every theater I looked it up at. Damn. Yeah. And also, it doesn't matter anyway. It's still gonna get an Oscar, is right? It? I mean, yes. I, I hope it's, it's good. I you good. better see that better be prepared. Be prepared for Leo on the red carpet. It's gonna get it's gonna make a it's gonna be an Oscar. It's different. it's gonna be Leo's second Oscar, right. which who Chile. I feel like it's gonna lure a lot of older white people into the theater and they're gonna be terrified when we get there because they don't know what the movie's actually about. It they go, oh, it's like a, a nice movie about old Hollywood. Nope. Nope. About the Charles Manson murders, motherfuckers. Yes, the trailers are hi- are hiding that on purpose because Quentin Tarantino likes to fuck with you. <laughs> oh, that's dumb shit, man. But I heard a long time ago when they first announced he was making that's it, dope, that's what it was going to be about. So, like, and Sharon Tate's one of the main characters played by Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah, it's set in '69. Yeah, that's dead good. <laughs> I'm glad you told me. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go see it now. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so 2019, top 2019. Um, dom- I'll just do domestic. These are the top 10 movies that were came out this year so far. Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Toy Story 4, Aladdin, Spider-Man Far From Home, The Lion King, Us, John Wick Chapter 3, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Secret Life of Pets 2. That is one, two, three, four, five Disney pictures, yeah. and one they made for Sony. Wait a minute, where's Shazam? Shazam's number 12. Ah. And 11 is um, Pikachu. Pokemon that Pikachu. What the hell? Wait, they, they basically, like, Pikachu's at 143 million. Shazam's at 140 million. What? Ugh. What, what is, that, what, is that, is that, uh, the funny thing is Pikachu, people thought it was going to crush the buildings that, because it's about Pokemon. Pokemon Go was so popular, but. Pikachu is it's it's a it's a fine it's okay it's an okay movie it's not the best movie it's not I mean it's fine Justin Smith's kind of all right the little white girl's kind of not uh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is fine but like it made what I thought it would make when I saw it like you can see a movie and be like okay this this is going to be fine um, Shazam comes from New Line and New Line. People, this is the thing I try to explain to people. They're like, oh, it's a flop. It only made $363 million when other comic movies make bit like $2 billion. The movie cost $100 million to make. They budgeted it low. They promoted it. They knew that they're putting it between Captain Marvel and Endgame. They said we wanted to make $300 million. It made $363 million. They're doing fucking fine. Shut up, you stupid people on Reddit. I get tired of y'all trying to teach y'all basic <laughs> fucking math. And the idea that every comic book movie that comes, every movie that comes out is not going to make $2 billion, nor do they really want it to. It'd be great if they all did, but people only have so much money to go around. And it's Shazam. You know, I love Shazam, Shazam characters, but I know, y'all don't know who the fuck they were before they saw that movie. <laughs> Unless you knew me. <laughs> That's what I mean. So, is that like Spider-Man where it's pre-sold? I'd rather be Shazam than be Missing Link right now, which I feel bad I haven't seen Missing Link because I heard it was actually decent. 
but nobody fucked with you. Um, nobody. Like, yeah, like is fine. It's, it's financed with um, um, trust fund money. Uh, <laughs> Below Shazam is Dumbo. Dumbo's number 13. I, yep. Yeah, that's about where it, it should be lower. Should be but... lower. Glass is number, number 14. Godzilla, King of the Monsters is number 15. What the hell? Uh, I mean, that's a that's a flop. Now that's a flop. Nobody cost two hundred million dollars to make it. They made a hundred and nine. Yeah, that's a flop. That's a flop. Uh, the upside is number sixteen. <laughs> Who is gonna see that? Dummies. <laughs> we told them not, not to go see that. People saw it anyway. Lego Movie Part Two, the second part, um, one hundred and five million. Which that's Brandon. not good for that. Brandon, I'm sorry, but you didn't go to see this movie. So whatever comment you have to make, just I just, have the problem. Yes, you told me to go see it. I didn't go see it. Just just leave it and keep and 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 go. Just leave it and oh, go. Oh shit! Rocket Man's number eighteen. Rocket Man made ninety three million dollars. That's Yay! good for Rocket Man. And listen, my favorite movie, two thousand and nineteen. Rocket Man it's and so or, good. That's Black Man in um San Francisco. I love I'm torn between Black those two. San Francisco. That was yeah. Good. Uh, number nineteen is Alita: Battle Angel. Which that yeah. I heard that was of, on too. Yeah, and it didn't make a lot of money. Mm. It cost a lot. It cost two hundred million, one hundred seventy million. It made eighty five million in America and like four hundred million worldwide. It's sort of kind of. Ah. And number twenty, because y'all hate good things. It's Men in Black International. <laughs> <laughs> wait, who is they? Wait, wait, who is they? I don't know. This. <laughs> I guess I'm part of things. I show pay. Way too much money to go see Men in Black International <laughs> at 11.30 at night. That shit looks <laughs> I had no interest. I didn't want to see that at, like, the dead of night. I was I like, you you, <laughs> you, better champion this. Y'all should know better than that. I didn't know it was going to be that bad. I know I saw the reviews were bad. But I was like, <laughs> how bad could it be? <laughs> it was that bad. Aww. But yeah, so Disney is taking over the, the box office. Anything they put out, except for Dumbo, apparently, has turned to gold this year, and everybody's freaked out because with the whole just with the whole Marvel announcement yesterday, I would love to be a fly on the wall at Paramount Pictures on Monday tomorrow morning at a ten o'clock meeting. <laughs> they're gonna um, be like, they're gonna be like, well, shit, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> So I have a I have a couple of things to say about that though. Mm-hmm. Even though this even though Disney has the quote unquote Midas touch, right? You you still haven't talked about the working conditions at Disney. Well, at current Disney, I know yes. at Disneyland that work conditions are terrible. Like people are dying in their cars because they live in their cars in the heat in the summer. Uh, at the actual studio, I don't know what the work conditions are like anymore. Like. As far as I know, it's like every place else. You get Are hired they allowed to do a to... movie, and they fire you after the movie is done. And it's, that's, that's uh, it. So, so you're all contractors now. There's no mostly all mostly contractors. Not all contractors, okay. but mostly contractors. They 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 ramp up when the movie's in production. They ramp down when it's when it's out of production. So the only people who who stay on truly who know they have a job are the people, the custodians, the, the custodians, and the the development executives. Okay. So, um, if we want to know, (laughs) because, because, yeah, because he keeps on putting on disguises. He he got a gender outfit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids on your dog. Yeah. 
Oh, no. man. He's the ghost of Walt Disney. Zoinks! <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Walt Disney! Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> so, so, wait. So, if we wanted to know, like, because obviously the, the animators you said um, back in the day, they got together, they made that documentary to talk about, yeah, you know, their experiences. The Dan Lund and Tony West. Right. If we want to know what the conditions are now, are we? I mean, shouldn't shouldn't we be allowed as the public? Shouldn't we be allowed to? No, well, no, they're, they're, a not, they're not a public company. You know, well, they yeah, are man. a public company, right. but I guess yeah. I guess maybe they are a public company. You have a good point. They, I mean, I am a shareholder now. I mean, I want so. to know what the conditions are of these people because I know that they're making all this money. I should have my shares on Monday. If you're telling me if you're telling me that. They ch- because it sounds like as if Disney tries to cut as many corners as possible. Every, according stu- to every studio does. Especially okay. now. Well, I want to know if these people are happy. Uh, the people who get contracted out, do they have happy experiences? So, and would they be willing to talk about it with, um, for fear of not being hired again to come on a project? So most of the stress of these blockbusters is now on the VFX companies who are not Disney controls except for ILM. They own that company. But most of them are in other countries, like in Canada, the Philippines, and India. And they're the ones where it's like, you know, the movie comes out in July. It is now May. We don't have everything. We don't. We have like 20% of the movie done and ready to show. It, it, you're going to be working 17-hour days for two months. You know, um, good luck. Um, and we, but we got to have the movie. The date can't change because McDonald's has the toys ready. You know, that kind of thing. That's where most of the stress is in the industry now, in places like that, in VFX, um, where there's not enough people to do these movies, and but everybody wants a superhero movie or a special effects-based movie. And so it's like so much work that has to be done so quickly. Because um, Life of Pi, I don't know if y'all remember, Life of Pi was made a couple of years ago. Rhythm and Hughes, a studio that did the special effects, they went out of business in America and had to re- reestablish themselves over in India because they had gone so deep into the red trying to underbid on the project and it cost so much money to make the special effects that they they been ended up messing up their entire business. That's so sad because because I remember that was that Brandon was that real when they showed um, when Life of Pi came out. Um, was that real? There was a, a viral, um, I don't know if it's a real news or not, that went around line where there were special screenings of Life of Pi where they would, this theater, quote unquote, was basically a screen and they would allow the audience members to sit in these boats watching the movie. Not, but like back at that point, I remember like everybody was turning their avatars green because there was the protest sign for better um, conditions for VFX arts because VFX um, does not have a union in the industry. Most of the other, so in that case, then what you're, do. So in that case, what you're saying is instead of turning our eye towards Disney, what we should really be doing is turning our eye to the VFX companies who no, are yeah, employed. Yeah. The companies and by, the studios, Disney and everybody else, Warner Brothers and Columbia and everybody else who makes these movies and the conditions that they're under. Like that's, I mean, that stuff is kind of bad. I can't tell you what it's like to work at Disney Animation anymore. Um, they seem fine, I guess. I don't know. They're doing okay. They got Frozen 2 coming out in November. It's going to make $2 billion, I bet you. 
Whatever new, whatever new let it go song the Lopez's have on, have I, on deck. Can I just say, <laughs> let it go, make it, make it come back. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, can, Stephanie. I um, I. You don't like Frozen. I don't really like that movie. The movie, the first two thirds are fine. The last third is like I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. It's like Stephanie. um, can y'all? Just go watch Tangled, please. Tangled, Stephanie, how did, how, so did, how did they not manage to get you, like, get you with Frozen? How how did they not manage to get you? I watched it and I, I kind of liked it. Oh, I... I you see? I you liked see? the music, but it was just kind of like, I don't care about any of this shit. I can't... Disney did, Disney did the whole um, Men in Black um, um, pen flash thing. With everybody in the theater, you must have blinked when that happened. I didn't see it in the theater though. That's uh, probably it. I saw it mm-hmm. in the theater, and my theater was empty. The funny thing what? was, like when, when the movie first came out, it did okay. But the thing where I made so much money is because it kept people kept going, and they started going more and more over the holidays. Like it stayed in the theater through like February or March. Oh, I saw so it in November. No, it, had, so it, was, it had to be December because it was when um, Saving Mr. Banks came out because I saw them both the same night. But Frozen, so, it was empty. So it was oh. word of mouth that. So it was word of mouth that there was a like an air bug in the movie. Yeah, that it was word of mouth did. about Let It Go and about Adina Menzel doing her best. Um, you know, Jennifer Hudson impersonation. Um, oh no! I'm joking. Wait a second! You will not do right. that. I was about to say that's a joke. That's a joke. Don't send Tate. They're gonna they they come for you, bro. <laughs> Don't send it's Tate over. To beat me up, please. It's over for you. Tate Dix is gonna come. Shit! <laughs> 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 Don't send Adina to beat me up herself. I, I I listened to her album. Her album was fine. I liked her album. She put out an album, guys. A pop album. Oh okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. So that was yeah. So that 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 movie that movie was mm, something else. I I I wasn't here for it either. Um, God, that's that's snowman, really. That's the one part <laughs> I really hate Josh Gad in that and Pixels. Jesus Christ! At that time, you I, watched I, that? Oh, I did watch Pixels. I I did not. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I was just I was curious, like George. I was I had I had I had to see for myself what was up with pixels. Oh, yeah. So the Lion King, we talked about it. Um, best and worst of Disney animation. Anything we didn't talk about? I think we talked about everything with the Lion King. Uh, anything in general? Um, Elton John. So I did want to say this. I got so tired of hearing. Uh, Elton John's pop cover of Can You Feel the Love Tonight on the radio back in the day. It played once an hour, every hour. I kind of wish they played more the Circle of Life version. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did that too. He, yeah, yeah, that was good. I like that. It was really good. But I, I heard so many times, I heard, And can you feel the love tonight? I didn't mind it because I love Elton John, so I was like all about it. But every time the Circle of Life came on, him and like, you know, the muses that sung with him. Yeah. So, um, we are the <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. They came in like, oh, 
I'm like, ooh. Yeah. So I would do this. Yeah, was, Let me just say this. First of all, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you online? So you can find me on Nala's internet. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Mocha Minutes. And if you're cute, you can follow me on my personal Twitter, Sunny Twote, that S-U-N-N-Y-T-W-O-T-E-T-H-A-T. Okay. And you can find us at SSMPodcast.com. You can find our show on iTunes, by Apple Podcasts, rather, Stitcher, Acast, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can find us across all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast. And as we leave, I wanted to ask y'all this. So, Mulan is coming. Whoop. Little Mermaid is coming. Whoop. Pinocchio is stalled. No, it's coming too. no, no, no. Lady and the Tramp and Sword in the Stone are going to Disney+. Plus. Yay! What other remake will they try? Because they're going to try more. Um, you, why did you mention Notre, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Brandon? Because it's trash. That that one, I don't know if they're actually going to do. I know Josh Gad wants to do it, but I haven't heard them actually assigning uh-huh. a writer to write it. A writer has written a, a Pinocchio script that exists in the world. Hmm. They're just waiting for a director and some stars. Um, how about the Sword in the Stone? They're made. It's already been made. Going to Disney oh. Plus. Oh, okay. Oh, is it live action or it's live um, action? Oh, these are all live action except for Lion King. These are all. So, Brandon, I know you said, I know you said you do not, you did not like that style of drawing back in the day. You did the Xerox Disney look when they were using the Xerox machine to transfer the drawings to the sales. I don't. But Brandon, I really like how trashy it looks. Like I, I like how dirty, quirky it looks. Yeah, I like how I like how trash. And so what I need from Sword in the Stone is I need that entire sequence where Merlin turns him into different animals. I'm sure they've, I'm sure they've done that. I'm certain. I need that. the entire so, sequence. But what else could they remake um, that they haven't already? Could they do Bambi? Would they try Bambi, you think? No. God, no. Bambi? Don't kill that no. deer again. No. You want to get something? I'm trying to think, what else is out there for them to do? The rescuers. I could see them doing the rescuers. I could see them. Mm. Oh, wait. They already did one on one. They only did 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, they already did that already. So and they're that, doing that. it again. That's Corella. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, the Brave Little Toaster. All dogs <laughs> go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven. owns that one. Ah, uh, Phoebe's. I would like Toy to... Story. <laughs> With real toys. <laughs> With real toys this time. Stop motion. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna do it just like. <laughs> oh my god! Like small soldiers. Just like, just like chicken, chicken little, go chicken run. Chicken run. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they've done Snow White, right? They have not. Other uh, uh, Fox. Well, they own Fox now. Uh, Fox did the Snow White and the Huntsman movies. Oh, yeah, so it, right. That redundant. doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. They have to do like real Snow White with um, I'm wishing and all that kind of stuff, you know. And yeah. Sunday, my princess. Yeah. That shit. Fantasia. <laughs> what, what would they do with Fantasia? I don't know. Yeah, would that I'm be? just naming Disney movies. Fantasia is our, I mean, it's got live action wraparounds already. I mean, yeah, how would that, how would that work, though? See? Are they going to have people... Oh, first of all, I, I made a mistake. Snow White and Husband, those are universal movies, not um, 
not Fox. So they don't own that yet. Um, but yeah, so I was gonna say, what are they having people with like colorful like like um what do you call them things? Um scarves running around and doing um interpretive dances as live um, action. Why like, don't they do finding Nemo? Hmm. <laughs> with real fit with realistic CGI fish. Princess <laughs> and the frog. Mm. Now that one I could see them doing. Mm. I could see that as a means to course correct the original. Mm. Hercules. I I don't know if they'll do that one because like they'll have to change it a lot. They'll have to update it somehow because it's very nineties. If you watch it, it's very nineties. Yeah. So um, I, could, I could, if they got because they, they're doing it on Broadway as like a like like they not on Broadway as I think like off Broadway as like a little trial run and they cast the black guy who did Kristoff and Frozen <gasps> and they got um. James Monroe Algohart to do um, Phil. So if they do like an all black light action Hercules. Oh, you know, I am forgetting one. Robin Hood. Oh, the animal Robin Hood? Yeah. Are they going to have like CGI realistic animals with like Robin Hood shit on? See, I'm only giving you that they've already done Alice in one. Well, they did the Johnny Depp one. So that's not really the. I won them. I won it, uh, made, it made a billion dollars. It's terrible, but it made a it, billion dollars. It is terrible. Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> I, I can see that. Um, Real little girl. Ste- Stephanie, I want them to to make um, Robin Hood the animal one. And I also yeah. want to make the Aristocats one and then have Ooh. the exact same dancing animation. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> to, upset, to upset Brandon because with, they're with, just with, copies with the, of Jordan. Freak out, psychedelic lights flashing yes. back and forth. yes. Yes, I want it. Give it to me. I will have a heart attack in the theater. You have to wheel me out in an ambulance. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me Aristocats and then give everybody seizures. Lord <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this has been our show. <laughs> this has been the Tasting Nice Podcast. I am Brandon. I am here with Ali. Hello. And Jameson. Jameson didn't have to leave. Okay. And, but... and Stephanie from Welcome Minutes Podcast. Bye, y'all. We will see y'all next week. Thought it hit stop. Okay, so. (laughs) I thought that out. Jeez Louise. Okay. So, really quickly, we forgot to talk about Kimba the White Lion in this episode. We mentioned it, well, Ali alluded to it, but we never circled back to it. So, Kimba the White Lion is a 1960s anime, Japanese animation, animated series. I hate saying animation like animation is a noun. It's not really a noun. We talk about a whole complete work. Um, that a lot of people think that, you know, The Lion King, Disney's The Lion King, which came out 30 years later, almost 30 years later, is kind of similar to Kemba the White Lion in every measurable way down to the cub and the evil uncle and the pride rock and you know, looking the same. And it's very similar. Um, Disney has denied for a very long time that their Simba is based on Kemba. Um, the people, the, uh, I get the name of the guy who created Kemba the White Lion, basically he said that he just felt like it was a case of artistic coincidence that the Lion King and Kim and the White Lion are as similar as they are. But yeah, as far as anybody has sort of kind of acknowledged, like 
that Disney says that Kimba, the white lion, was not their inspiration for the Lion King. There's never been any money, as far as I know, that's traded hands. Maybe some underground things have happened. Don't know. But that's where all that has gone. Or at 15 feet away from the microphone, like Florence Bow. <laughs> listen, did you not notice that all the, the vocals were so high, the music was so low? Um, so here's the thing that I really um I had to go back and I just checked some scenes from Lion King before we started the show. Man, you know what I liked so much that it it, it brought back some memories to me? The the soundtrack, not not no, the, the score in the back, especially like, for example, the 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 Mufasa in the clouds scene and the um the run running away from the hyenas after the after Mufasa has died. Mm-hmm. Um the I guess the can you feel the love scene that that's fine too. But it was just so grand it felt so grand and big yeah, the original. That's what, I'm, that's what I was saying. Like, it felt epic in the original. Make your mama proud. So make it big. And love. Okay, I had to put that at the end. You know All what? Right. I'll, 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 I'll talk to you later, man. Okie dokie. All right. Bye. Bye.